Hello guys, welcome to the fifth episode of the Church Hot series. And today's episode will be called No More Hot. The first episode of Church Hot, we simply focused on people who had been hurt by the church. And we said that the reason why Church Hot is Church Hot is because people going to the church, part of the reason people going to the church is because people are trying to search for some sort of safe safety within the followers of the church that they couldn't experience in the world. Due to that expectation, they don't get to meet, to meet a reality that matches the expectations, hence church hurt. Second episode, we spoke about how, you know, the people who hurt these other people, these, that's the perpetrators, but also people who, you know, were growing in their faith and in their work with God, and they failed to catch a full glimpse of God that would have transformed them, hence they hurt somebody else in the process. In the third episode, we spoke about forgiving and healing your heart. We explained basically that forgiveness is very important. And one reason why forgiveness is important is because the person who hurts you moves on with his life. He doesn't know he hurts you. You're the one who gets to carry that extra body and that extra load on your shoulder. And so this week, we're not going to say, okay, now that you've come back to the church, how do you ensure that you prevent or minimize any further hurt done to you? First point, go to a place where the probability of you being hot is minimal. Now, what does that mean? Imagine you had two friends to pick from. The first friend is someone who lies and cheats against you. And the second friend is quite honest. Who would you go for? I mean, the latter would be the option, right? And that's because you would always want to choose the position of safety of less harm to you, right? And so just like friendship just like every organization we have good organizations we have bad organizations we have good churches we have bad churches right so you would want to identify a good church and go to those churches rather than go to bad churches to minimize the possibility of being hurt and what are the signs of a good church is well number one they prioritize god's needs over men's needs and what do i mean it means that practical example now you go to a church right and this church starts by 8 a.m ends by 10 a.m let's let's say they spend two minutes on opening prayer then they spend a couple of minutes you know let's say they spend 30 minutes on praise and worship or 45 minutes on praise and worship and they spend say another 45 minutes on say drama and entertainment and rap let's say you have like 15 minutes left and then the pastor is trying to rush a, a message of an hour into a message of 15 minutes if you really understand what the church stands for you would know that you know that doesn't work right because the church exists primarily to disciple to teach people to train people right and if out of a service of say two hours you're spending just say 15 10 minutes just teaching the people it means that your focus is not really on god's word and so you want to go to a church that spends a lot of time focused on god's word right and god's word is specific specific to the gospel now what's the gospel the gospel is the fact that christ died right he was buried and he rose and because he rose the life that he now has you have also you are now a new man and what that means is that all your sins are forgiven you are justified you are holy and you are called righteous and what this does to your mind basically is that it transforms you so for instance now imagine and this is from a psychological point of view imagine being in an environment whereby you're always told you're a good person i believe in you because you're in an environment that brings some sort of positive energy you become better for it as opposed to a place where you are told that you are useless you are you are an idiot you know things like that you will notice that 
you perform better, you thrive better in an environment of positivity. And so you realize that there's a new identity that you have been given, right? And you try to you know, live up to that identity and work in it and you are transformed by it. So a church that focuses on your identity in Christ, your responsibilities in Christ, is a church that will groom you to be a responsible and better person for it, and not just you. It's also a church that is going to transform those people around you. And the better we are as human beings, the less likelihood to hurt one another. Another sign of a good church is a church that is given to the flow of the spirit, that is given to prayer, to spiritual things, right? And what this primarily does in simple terms is that you know there's a place for hearing the word there's a place for prayer now what prayer does to you for you is that it acts on the word that is in you when you receive a word what you probably have is a high head knowledge what prayer does in you is that it transforms that head knowledge to a heart transformation that point a church that has the right perception on money. Now, what does that mean? There's, you know, a wave of um, gospel called the prosperity gospel. And this is a simple term for the prosperity gospel. It says that Christ died for your health, your wealth, and your best life now. Visualize whatever you want and begin to manifest it. So people will say, I manifest a house, I manifest a car. And all of, and underneath all of those things is really just you trying to use, you know, the power of God to exercise your worldly lust, right? That's your quest for fame, for riches and all of that, right? And on the undertone of the desires of this thing, it's not really about God. It's all about you and, you know, your ambitions. Is it true that Jesus Christ prospers? Of course, if throughout the Bible, we see that, right? God prospers. The Bible says he makes his rain fall on both the good and the bad. But is that why Jesus Christ came to die? No. Why? Because Jesus Christ could only come to die for all problems that men had in common. So what is the one problem that all men had in common? Sin. So were men rich before Jesus Christ came to die? Yes. Were men made whole? As were men healed before Jesus Christ came to die? Yes. And so on the focus on money now, the reason why this is bad is because a church that has a an unusually high amount on prosperity now. Now, I'm not saying it's bad to preach prosperity, but a high amount on prosperity is a church that fuels people's greed. Why? Because you go through life thinking that money is everything. You wake up Monday to Friday thinking about money, you go to work. Sunday should be a place where you should be have a little detox from that, right? And the reason for this is because when you promote a prosperity gospel so much that, you know, it turns to competition. So popular things in the church like saying tell your your the person sitting beside you that you 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 feel a form before before you see me and so you realize that rather than people working in love and selflessness people are just going to be more selfish people are, people are going to have so much greed and an unusual quest for the love of money which would lead them to do a lot of evil things now let's assume you followed all of these principles you're not in a good church Guess what? That doesn't necessarily take away the possibility of church hot not occurring because you are still in a place where people are at different levels of life, different levels of growth, right? And so you still need to take some other precautions like one, set healthy expectations. Now, in every article I read, I promise you this, I'm not lying. In every article I read before preparation for this episode, they had these expectations right so you must set expectations it's very important and the reason why is i'll give a practical example ask yourself this question before i die let's say hoping you live up to 70 80 before i die 
are there people in my life that I love I'm going to hurt? If the answer is yes, at least you're being honest with yourself, the answer is yes, then understand that there are people in your life that are going to hurt you. And part of them would be the church, right? So church people will hurt you. Even your pastors would hurt you because everyone is a human being trying to get better. You have to learn to set healthy expectations for sensitive matters. I'm not saying expect to get raped or whatever. I'm talking about things like, um, say, someone gossiped against you, um, lied against you, you know, things like that, basically, right? Not extremes. Another point to note is that you've set expectations, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you should make yourself an open target. So it's also very important to be discerning, right? Because now the fact that you have expectations does not mean that you just let anything slide. It does not mean that you just let anything happen and you, and you let it go. The next point means that you should be discerning. So first of all, have a list of your negotiables and your non-negotiables, right? So it's okay to do this. Maybe I can overlook this, but if you do this, I might. I think it's best I just give you gab. So for instance, now, you notice that person in church that is always quick to talk about other people. It's common sense to know that if they get to know your own story, they'll spread it, right? So it's best to stay away from those people for a while because everyone is at their level of growth. And while I help you grow, I must also learn to protect myself and give you a safe distance from your weaknesses until I see that you're mature enough to handle my presence, my capability. So you must be discerning enough to know where everyone within your environment is at every given point in life and protect yourself from their weaknesses. You owe yourself a responsibility to do that. In a case whereby a person hurts you, very simple, meet them, express what they did, how it made you feel. And of course, you guys should come to a middle ground. Now, if the person that hurts you is a spiritual, say a spiritual leader or say a church head or whatever, and he isn't necessarily forthcoming or he doesn't seem approachable, then very simple. Go to a person he's accountable to to ensure that due process is followed, you know, and justice is carried out. If what happened was a crime, say you were raped or whatever, please go to the authorities immediately. Of course, after research, these were the tips that I saw more frequently and I hope that it helps you in your search for a new church. And very quickly, next week I'll be coming for another session, a final session actually on church hut and we'll be discussing a lot on church hut from why church hut occurs to what you should do when church hut happens and the best way churches could ensure church hut doesn't happen. And I'll be having this session with my pastor, Pastor Oge C. Ogwe, popularly known as Poco. And it's going to be a very exciting session. Thank you very much for your time, guys.